Hey there, guys. Joining me today is lifestyle entrepreneur Ryan Geist. Ryan is co-founder of The Coach Academy, and he's a business strategist and marketing consultant. He has consulted with Fortune 100 companies like DuPont and Amtrak as a lead on complex, large-scale organizational change and communications projects. Ryan has worked in the startup arena for nearly a decade in both marketing and strategy roles. He's an expert in marketing, copywriting, digital product development, and personal brand building, and has worked with major authors like Keith Ferrazzi and Jeffrey Hazlett. I met Ryan and his wife Jessica in 2016 at the Mind Valley event in San Diego, California, and they have been a massive support for me in the process of growing my coaching practice ever since. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kaylin. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Ryan, the world of digital marketing is the future, no doubt about it. However, this world is so complex that it gets many online entrepreneurs confused about what they should be doing, and many of them end up quitting. That is why I want to take this opportunity and try to simplify all this for the audience, and I think that you are just the guy to help me do that. But before diving deep in your zone of genius, please take a minute to fill in the gap from that intro and tell us how did you get started on your journey? Yeah, thank you for that intro. It's awesome. I'm like, wow, I do all that. Um, <laughs> some days it doesn't feel that way. It can be really confusing. I'm glad that you said that because as coaches, um, I would imagine many people listening to this podcast are coaches or some form of that. Yep. Our real talent is in coaching, or in my case, consulting more so than coaching. And so what we want is freedom. I value freedom above almost anything else in life. And so when I left Deloitte Consulting many years ago, that was my intention, to live a life of freedom. The challenge with that is that now I'm faced with an infinite list of decisions that I have to make every single day. I have to make dozens, hundreds of decisions every day, whereas where when I'm in a job, I know exactly what I need to do. I have a manager, I have a partner above me, and he says, Ryan, here's your goal, go accomplish it, and I'm on my way. But as an entrepreneur, that's different. And so a couple of years ago, my wife Jessica and I decided, okay, let's start making money because at the time, we were really struggling with how to focus our efforts. Jessica was doing her own projects and I was doing my own projects. I had a company called Burner Air where I fly burners onto the playa Burning Man. It's super cool, but I was um, unable to do that anymore because Burning Man said, we're now going to take over all the flight operations. So I was like, shit, what do I do? So we started a company called Built in Squares. And that company was a web design company. And we use Squarespace, which is a really simple web platform to build websites for clients. So as it turned out, after we had about 10 clients, we assessed our situation and we said, wait, all of our clients are coaches. So at that point, we made a strategic decision to focus on the coaching vertical. And so we wouldn't just do websites anymore for anyone. We would focus just on coaches. And as it turned out, coaches would come to us wanting just a website. So there's a huge lesson in here for messaging and sales, which I'll get to in a second. So all the coaches would come to us for a website. But as it turned out, they needed a lot more than that. They needed help with their product ideation. They needed help with understanding what their purpose in life was, how to structure their business, how to message to their clients, who is their client, their ideal client. And so we would help them figure out all of this stuff. 
And so then we made a decision to focus on the coaching vertical, and so was born the Coach Academy. And we've actually evolved past the Coach Academy since then, but that's the genesis story. And so since then, we've been helping coaches build their business. It's a very interesting perspective on what the client thinks he needs and what he really needs. I'm thinking about finding the right niche about creating the perfect client avatar. And all these processes are actually very complex and very complicated to do on your own sometimes. What's your experience with this? So creating a client avatar is probably the most important part of business as you get started. Understanding who are you serving and what do they really want. And a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself at times, move past that quickly. We get focused on our ideas. The truth is that your ideas don't mean shit. What really matters is who is your client and what is their problem? And so Ryan Levesque has a method which is called the ask method. And he codified something that marketers, that smart marketers have been doing for ages, which is to ask your client what they want. Ask them, what is your greatest challenge right now? So if you're coaching, what is your, what's the biggest problem that you're trying to solve in your life right now? Get information from your clients, understand what is their problem, and then stay focused on their problem as you build your solution. Because if you're good enough, if you're a good enough salesperson, and believe me, sales is critical to your business, then you are going to sell them on you before you even present your solution. Because if you understand their problem well enough, if you're inside their head more so than even they are, if the things out of your mouth you're saying, they're like, yes, that's me. Oh my, how do you know me so well? Oh, I was thinking that just yesterday. It doesn't matter what your solution is. They're going to believe that you are the guy or gal to do it because you understand them so well. So that's one of the best pieces of advice that I have. Don't focus on your solution. Focus on your client's problem. And before you focus on your client's problem, really understand who your client is. Great advice. So it's about knowing your client better than he knows himself. But there's a problem here. Many entrepreneurs, coaches as well, are struggling with finding leads. Where do they find leads? It's all about building, I don't know, traffic and lead generation engines, having products and services, the right products and services that are created, talking with your ideal clients and asking them about their struggles and challenges. But the main point is that people find it really difficult to find those leads. What would you say about this? What would the first step be to find your leads, to actually start the conversation with someone? Well, I'm going to get real with you for a second here. If your calendar isn't already full of paying clients, if you are not busting at the seams with paying clients right now, then you should not be doing digital marketing. You're wasting your time. Wake up. Digital marketing is not the key to your success. The key to your success is finding a paying client. I would imagine most of the people listening to this podcast either don't have a paying client right now or maybe have one or two who are paying you a few hundred dollars, maybe $500. The ones that have high paying clients already have figured this out. Here's the secret. Find one person in your network and get them to pay. Actually, it's a little bit different than that. It's Talk to dozens of people currently in your network, serve them, ask them what they're going through, coach them for free. And then after coaching them for free and serving them, then make an offer to them and gain their permission to make an offer up front. So say, 
I'm willing to, so actually, you know what? I'll read you a message. I'll read you a message from one of my coaches. His name's Bob Schwenkler. He's super awesome. So he sent me this note over text yesterday. And he asked me if I wanted a free coaching session with him. He's a good friend and he wants to help me out. And here's what he said to me. Ryan, the first thing I'd like to do is to create clear context and agreements for the space that we'll be creating. My time coaching is spent with two types of people. People who I have invited for a one or two off deep coaching session and those who I've decided after our initial time together to become paying clients. The intention I bring to the work we do in both cases is exactly the same. Each call is a space where miracles can happen. Sometimes this happens in the form of slight awareness. Because this work is so sacred to me and because my time is a finite resource, I do my best to ensure each call is impactful as possible. And then he has me come up with some coaching agreements and he says, you owe me nothing for this conversation. There's no charge. Any sense of obligation will limit the impact of our time together. At the end of our conversation, I may ask to make an offer for additional coaching services, which you are welcome to decline. Basically, what I like about this note is that he's saying, I'm here to serve you. This is free. At the end, though, I may make an offer and you're welcome to accept or decline. This is great because he's being upfront, but it's also keeping the space clean for me not to feel any obligation. So this is a great approach that I would recommend to any coach who is starting out, who really wants to get their first paying client or wants to accelerate their income, their monthly recurring income by creating clients. Because the internet stuff, the digital marketing, the funnels, um, it's really confusing. And this is what I was saying before, we're coaches, you're coaches. So if you're a coach, that's what you do best. You coach. And so learning digital marketing, which is an entirely different skill set, totally different skill set. What makes you a great coach has nothing to do with digital marketing. So every minute that you spend learning digital marketing, and it's a pretty steep learning curve, you're turning your back on coaching. So my recommendation to you is this. Coach your ass off with people in your personal network. Go on Facebook groups. That's not digital marketing. That's networking. That's virtual networking. Go into Facebook groups, meet people, go to events like the one we met at, Kaylin, in San Diego, the Evercoach event. Build your network out a more traditional way. And you can use Facebook for that. You can use digital platforms to network, but that's not digital marketing. That's not funnels and et cetera, et cetera, which gets really confusing. Once you've built your business up to an $80,000, $100,000 a year business where you have a healthy influx of new clients and you're getting referrals and your reputation is up, then it may be time to introduce digital marketing into your business. That is a very interesting approach, especially coming from someone who is an expert in uh, the digital marketing world. Because usually digital marketers are very loud about the things that online entrepreneurs should do, including coaches. <laughs> and as you said, it usually doesn't have to do anything with coaching per se. And yeah, it's a different skill set altogether. And uh, usually people I know end up doing less than 20% of their working time the actual thing that they wanted to do, coaching or something else. And 80% doing something entirely different that had nothing to do with what they previously intended. Yeah, coaching is not a get-rich-quick scheme. I mean, I think a lot of coaches are under this impression that, oh, if I build a funnel or, you know, look, you got to look out for number one. There are a ton of people online selling you a pipe dream that you can get rich quick by setting up some Facebook ads and driving them to driving people to a webinar and then people are going to buy your coaching services. It's a lot harder than that. Look, the age-old adage is true. If it sounds too good to be true, 
It probably is. Focus on refining your craft. You are a craftsman. If you're a true coach, then you care about transformation in others. Focus on transforming others. Focus on serving your current network deeply and powerfully. Here's a great way to find a client. Write down the names of 50 people in your network that you would love to coach, that you would absolutely love to be their coach. You would love it for them to pay you $2,000 a month for high quality, life transforming coaching. 50 people in your network that you already know or that you'd like to know, maybe they're a friend of a friend. Once you have that name of 50 people in front of you, call all of them or maybe it's a Facebook message. Reach out to every single person on that list and set up a free transformational coaching session. And here's what you say. Dear Kaylin, I'm building my coaching practice. I would love to serve you. This is a free coaching session, nothing in return, nothing's expected in return. I'd love to hear what's going on in your life and to provide some space for you to talk through some of your deepest challenges. 90 minute session, I'd love to schedule it with you. Love, Ryan, or something like that. I don't know, you know, figure it out yourself. Send that message to 50 people, call those 50 people, set up 50 free coaching sessions, have those coaching sessions, and out of those 50 coaching sessions, you're bound to get a cleaner too. But it's not just the one or two clients you're going to get. It's the ripple effect that you make from impacting 50 people because then you're going to change their life if you're good. And then they're going to tell their friends about you. And then you're going to get a call from a friend. And you see, it works from there. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> it's great advice. And I played with uh, these concepts myself. And uh, yeah, it definitely works. But as you said, it is a long-term game because from all those 50 calls, maybe you will get a client or two. Okay. How do I know when is the right time to immerse myself in the world of digital marketing and what is the first step? It's a great question. You know that it's time to get into digital marketing when you have recurring paying clients and you're getting referrals on a regular basis. That is your indicator right there. Before you have that, in my opinion, you should not be focusing on digital marketing. So actually, I should only reach out to digital marketing when I don't really need it. Exactly. If you think that digital marketing is going to be the magic bullet to save you from certain death <laughs> or to or to pay rent, then you're in for a rude awakening because digital marketing to do it well, it's like it's like going to the casino. All right. You have to have a bankroll in order to expect to make any money because digital marketing requires investment of your time, of money, of resources. And so if you don't have a bankroll, then you're just gonna go broke and you're not going to be able to experiment. And that's the key to digital marketing is experimentation and testing. And so as a newbie, as someone who doesn't already have a deep expertise in digital marketing, you're gonna to have to do maybe some additional experimentation, additional testing along the way. And so it's important for you to have a bankroll, to have some recurring clients, to have some revenue, money in the bank, to play with that and to make some mistakes along the way. Well, this is something you don't hear every day, especially from digital marketing experts. Thank you so much for being honest, uh, Ryan. Sure. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Ryan, please tell me, what is the definition of an entrepreneur from your perspective? Sure. That's a great question. My definition of an entrepreneur is someone who has a deep desire to build something for themselves in this world. And the grit to, to stick with something, even when you don't want to, in order to create value and collect money for the thing that you're selling. Let me clean that up a little bit. There are a couple elements to it. One, 
is the desire to create something for yourself in the world. And two is to make money doing it. If you're not making money consistently doing the thing that you want to do, then you're not an entrepreneur. You're a wantrepreneur. Powerful distinction. <laughs> it is. And a lot of people, especially in the coaching space, and you know, there's something admirable about showing up to the world and serving powerfully and not wanting to take advantage of people. But I do see often that people get confused about, for instance, sales and not wanting to take advantage of people. Sales done correctly happens for your client, not to them. So you're not selling to someone, you're selling for someone. You're helping someone make a decision. That's all it is. You're saying, you have a challenge, I have a solution to your challenge, I'm going to help you make a choice. Yes or no. Of course, a great salesperson wants someone to say yes to their product, but really that salesperson is trying to discover, is this person a yes or is this person a no? As a salesperson, I'm dispassionate about whether a prospect says yes or no, but I am trying to get them to a decision. So that's what I would encourage. If anyone is out there thinking, wow, well, I don't like sales or I'm not really making consistent revenue or am I a entrepreneur instead of an entrepreneur? I challenge you to reframe the conversation inside of your head about sales because sales actually I will refine my definition. What makes an entrepreneur? A salesman. An entrepreneur has to be a salesman. And there's no way around it. And the best way, the best salesperson, the best entrepreneurs, and if an entrepreneur is a salesperson, then the best entrepreneurs, the best salespeople, they believe 110% in what they're selling. And that's the key. Because if I believe 110% in what I'm selling, that it is the best thing for you, then how could I not sell you on it? I would be doing you a disservice because I believe 110% in it, you know? I'm being selfish by not selling you. I'm being a complete asshole. <laughs> That's such a different place to come from. Sales is actually love. Yes, it is. That's absolutely right. Okay, Ryan, before we move into the fire round section, I want to ask you one more question about business. And this has to do with pricing your products and services. Do you believe that it is okay for coaches or any other service providers to bump up their prices in the first year of practice? Because this is an advice that we hear a lot. You should definitely raise your rates. You should be premium and all that stuff. Absolutely. You can raise your prices whenever you want to, 100%. Now, here's what I'll say about that. Don't rely on somebody else to tell you what your price should be. It's perfectly okay to charge nothing or to charge $100,000, a million dollars. I mean, whatever you want to charge. Think about it this way. What are you trying to build? So in the beginning, if you don't have any clients, then my recommendation is give your coaching away for free. Give your product away for free, your consulting, whatever. Give it away for free, build a reputation, gain a testimonial, and do it again. And then the next time, charge $1,000. And then the next time, charge $2,000. The next time, $4,000. The next time, $8,000, $16, all the way up until people say, no, 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 no. And you found your pricing sweet spot. And then as you go in and you work with your clients, whether it's coaching or consulting, you continue to ask them what is their greatest challenge right now? So if you solve one of their challenges, what else is going on? And then if you can solve that for them, then you may have found a way to increase your fees or cross-sell or upsell different services into your client so that now you're creating a larger lifetime value 
of that client because the first thing you sell them shouldn't be the last thing you sell, right? You should be thinking about a client from the perspective of a lifelong relationship, not a transactional relationship. Great stuff. I love it, Ryan. <laughs> okay. As we are reaching the final part of the show, I would like to ask you a few personal questions that will give the audience invaluable pieces of wisdom to help them on their journey. So are you ready for the fire round? Let's do it. Awesome. Here's the first question. If you were to recommend one book that every man must read, what would it be and why? How to Win Friends and Influence People, because it teaches you how to be a good person. There's one for my reading list. Okay, Ryan, if you had the opportunity to talk to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give him? What would you tell him to do differently? Well, that's a good one. What I would say is take massive action and don't be so concerned about what your life's legacy is at that point in time, but instead do one thing and do another and create value in all situations. Wish my dad would have taught me that. Me too. Definitely. Here's the final question. Ryan, I want to ask you to share a piece of advice that your father never got to tell you or he didn't know about being a man in today's world. I'm talking about information or advice that would have changed everything in your adult life. One that you will be sure to share with the future generation. Thank you. To be a man of integrity and what integrity means. You know, integrity is something that I'm learning about. I'm in a men's group with a man named John Wineland, who is a protege of, well, he's his own man, but he is a protege of David Data. So a lot of the, the spirituality comes from that lineage. And integrity, I'm learning, is probably the most powerful virtue of life as a man. And what that means largely is keeping your word, being impeccable with my word. And mostly that means to myself. And so throughout this last year, being a part of this men's group, I've learned what it means to make a commitment and how bad I am at it, quite honestly, and how I've let my commitment slide in the past. And turns out that I can be a wily little fucker, you know, just bobbing and weaving and hiding from myself. And, and through that, I mean, I hate myself at times. And that's what's come out of this. Probably maybe one of the most powerful things is how much anger I have that I've just brushed under the rug at myself for not being the man that I want to be. And so the greatest way to vanquish that anger or to work through that anger at myself is to be a man of integrity. And so every time that I find myself keeping a commitment to myself, I stand a little taller. My balls drop a little lower to the ground, you know, and I feel more like a man. I want to acknowledge you for sharing that, Ryan, because funnily enough, <laughs> I'm no stranger to everything that you said. All right. This has been so great. It's an awesome episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before we say goodbye, please tell us about the projects that currently excite you and where can people find you? Well, currently I am focusing on copywriting and sales. So if any coaches out there or anyone listening to this podcast needs any help with their sales or copywriting for any content, uh, sales-driven content online, then give me a call so that we can talk about it and I'll help you out. 
Awesome. And what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can hit me up at my email. Super easy. Ryan at RyanGeist.com. That's R-Y-A-N-G-E-I-S-T. Ryan Geist, baby. I got my name all over the place. So R-Y-A-N-G-E-I-S-T on all the spots. I don't really fuck with Twitter. So mostly find me on Facebook or Instagram. So you're easy to find. <laughs> yes, Cool. Ryan, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope to have you again on the Mass Journey Today podcast in the future. Thank you so much, Caitlin. This has been a pleasure. Guys, till next time. Take care. 